Hey, 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 short rounds of Benson Burners. You know what's up. My name is Doug. I love minis. This is Douglas Minis. The show that continues to support Trump not being president of this country or anything. Coming to you from DLMHQ on Thursday, August 25th, 2016. Summer is winding down. Last night I had a really, really interesting evening because I saw the Frank Oz directed uh, magic show slash theater piece uh, called In and of Itself at the Geffen Playhouse in Los Angeles. A very hot ticket. I bought one seat because Gabe the Magician from Getting Dug with High, which goes live again today at 515 Pacific on my YouTube channel, by the way, uh, Gabe loves this show. He wants to marry it. It's a one-man show featuring Derek Del Guadio, Del Guadio, D-E-L-G-A-U-D-I-O, who is a great talker and an even greater card manipulator and brick vanisher. Have I said too much? No. This is the kind of show where it's encouraged that you see it multiple times and knowing what's going to happen doesn't help you to understand how it's done. And at one point in the performance last night, and every night, he asked for a volunteer who is willing to come back to the show the next night. I raised my hand right away. I can come back to the show I'm enjoying very much for free tomorrow night. Awesome. And then only five of us raised our hands, maybe. And then he picked me. And then he told me that I'd be taking home a book and they've got this thick book, like a journal, it says journal on the front of it. And it's full of every time they give the book to somebody who's coming back the next night, they kick you out of the show early before it's over. And then they ask you to write in the journal before you come back tomorrow night. I got to do that today. I've got homework. They ask you to write in the journal everything you remember about the show and your your feelings about the show <clears throat> what you saw up until the point where you left and then you have to write how you would like to see the show end and you can say you can write anything and I'm really freaking out because I feel like whatever I write somehow because he's a great magician he's gonna make this shit happen and I'm gonna just lose my mind I got to see the guy from last night, I mean the night before, from Tuesday night, he showed up again with the book and he got brought on stage and he read some passages that he wrote and he told Derek how he'd like to see the show end, but then I got kicked out so I don't know if Derek really made the show end that way or if it ended another way that it somehow involves what the guy said. It's some crazy shit. Plus, the show itself has lots of other things going on in it. It's very personal for Derek. He tells a story about his mother that's, uh, you know, quite moving, especially uh, considering where we're at with the whole LGBT community. Oh, did I mention that when he picked me, he called me, he said, can I call you Mr. Tomorrow? <laughs> I fucking love that name. So stay tuned to this pod to find out what happens to Mr. Tomorrow tonight. Recently, I interrupted, uh, wanted to interrupt Now You See Me Too, 
at Cinefamily in Los Angeles, but we ended up, for reasons you'll hear about shortly, we ended up doing Roadhouse instead. And I'll share the audio from the opening of that show in a little bit. And I gotta say, thanks to Robinson, uh, the gentleman who has been running the projector at Cinefamily for probably the whole time I've been doing Benson movie interruptions there. Uh, he is uh, leaving Cinefamily, he's moving up to Santa Cruz, and uh, you don't need to know more about his personal business. But, a great guy, always figured out how to make these movies, uh, how to make everything work, the microphones and the movies and the, the whole, the writing, the sound so you could hear the interrupters. Anyway, great guy, nice guy, will definitely be missed, but ha happy for him that he's, uh, you know, uh, he seems very positive about the, about the move. He just wants to go smoke weed in Santa Cruz with his wife. How are you guys doing in the Doug Loves Movies Challenge? Uh, let's see here. Uh, you know the drill. 366 movies in 366 days. I did 365 last year. It was not easy. So I, you know, I when I tease you guys about not doing well or being way behind, it's out of love uh, that you're even attempting this while I just sit back and watch. Uh, Mike on Film Wisconsin, he's with uh, WI for Wisconsin, I assume. Uh, movie number 164, Ghost Story, Old Timers Are Haunted by Their Past, Nice Film, Excellent Cast. You know what, I read that book before the movie was made, and then I, the movie uh, bummed me out. I didn't think it was a good adaptation of the book, but, you know, I felt that way about The Shining, as did Stephen King, and we were both wrong. Uh, Stone Cold Freak 1 saw Kubo and the Two Strings, uh, which is a title that I can never remember when I need when I want to speak of it. Uh, but he says about the movie, uh, beautiful. Um, yeah, I've heard great things about it. I don't, it seems like I might find it boring, but uh, you know, I may give it a try. C Tella, which I guess Tell, which is short for Chantel, I think, Campbell, <clears throat> is up to movie 145, The Art of the Deal. Amazing. Still can't believe it's Johnny Depp. Need to watch again to catch the more subtle jokes. Uh, that's a thing that's on Netflix, and I don't know if it counts as a movie, or at least not to me, maybe. How long is it? Is it over 75 minutes? Something tells me no. Heidi Joy PJ saw movie 116, Bat Kid Begins, a doc about a kid in San Francisco with leukemia who gets to live his dream of being a superhero. I totally sobbed. Yeah, that, you know, I've seen, uh, you know, clips and stuff from that movie, and it's, uh, it's pretty ridiculous, especially when that little Bane comes in and he's like, I'm going to teach you how to recess. I don't, that was terrible Bane ad-lib. I'm going to teach you how to recess. Erica underscore D underscore Stevens uh, <clears throat> come out of the shadows and play dodgeball. Uh, Night Owls, movie 215. Adam Pally and the actress, question mark, I forget her name too, uh, in this movie were ridiculously charming and natural, complex, and sort of suspenseful. What? All right, I gotta, I gotta see that fucking movie. I've gotta watch the rest of Stranger Things. I've gotta watch Night Owls. Tom Loves Bacon is up to movie 225. 
uh, Indie Game Afterlife, a doc a year after Indie Game about how the developers are dealing with their games. I don't even know about the movie Indie Game, so I'm behind on that. It's just like those Up movies, 7 Up, 14 Up, 21 Up, 28 Up, 35 Up. You get the idea. Every seven years, uh, I haven't seen any of them. I just know of them and understand that they're quite good. Tone Furky, movie 111, Punk's Dead, SLC Punk 2. <laughs> In the words of a true punk, <laughs> hashtag seriously, though, I enjoyed it. All right. I didn't know SLC Punk had a sequel. Zomba Studio. Movie 169, The New World. More beautiful filmmaking from Terrence Malick. Dreamy and quiet with great performances. Oh, dude, that's like... Terrence Malick is my number one. Most people that love film love Terrence Malick, and he's my number one. I find all of his movies very boring. My favorite movie he made was his first... One of the first... If not his first one, close to it. Uh, Badlands with uh, Martin Sheen and Sissy Spacek. A really haunting uh, serial killer movie um, that I thought had a story, and I don't I don't feel like Terrence Malick movies since then have, have a story, but, you know, everyone from Edgar Wright to Edgar Wright tells me I'm completely wrong. At underscore Ninjar saw Brazil, a strange and brilliant dark comedy that is a visual work of art. Nine out of ten stars. Uh, yeah, Brazil is amazing. And uh, I'm a big fan of it. Mark underscore me words 152 Brooklyn cute little flick with a great cast. I've been catching up on last year's Oscar noms. Yeah, Brooklyn was my every year. There's probably like one uh, movie nominated for best picture that I'm like, nope, not shouldn't have made the cut. And uh, last year it was Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> Cody Huey's up to movie 193, Take Me to the River. Thanks to J.P. Hurdle, that's a Twitter name, for hipping me to this sweet doc about things I hold dear. Well, I don't know what you hold dear, so I do not know what that sweet doc is about. But maybe I'll check it out anyway. Why am I doing this voice? Nikatsu Noir says, Only 36 more movies to go, everybody. So... Good to have that announcement with no no more information about any of the movies. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? And Michael Canfield is up to movie 269, so you're doing great, Michael. Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla <laughs> from 1951. Amazon Prime under boring alt title, Boys from Brooklyn. Uh, and he says nothing about it. Let's do one that just came in more recently. Uh, UDBW2 saw The Lonely Guy from 1984, movie 267. Throwback Thursday? Not really any older than other any other movie recently. What? You're just saying that this is an older movie, but you've been watching mostly older movies? Oh, and uh, Paul Ramden saw War Dogs for movie 255 and he wrote getting there Todd Phillips those boys could use a lozenge husky equals music <laughs> mucus sorry um, those boys I mean uh, Miles Teller isn't husky and doesn't sound mucusy I, I don't think but uh, yeah the Jonah Hill I'll watch that guy in anything and uh, I, you know I don't know if he's doing it on purpose or what but man his weight goes way up and down he's he's maybe the biggest I've ever seen him 
in War Dogs, and uh, really funny at first, but then the movie, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it gets kind of, you know, it's just kind of more of a serious movie than, a, than the comedy they lead you to believe you're seeing, and then also not unlike, um, you know, the big short uh, and Wolf of Wall Street, things like that. It gets kind of depressing that these guys are making all this money and being such assholes, uh, you know, while, uh, you know, lots of people are dying. Uh, so it's a kind of a hard movie to, to like, but it's not uh, unlikable. Does that make sense? Great review, Doug. Leave, leave the reviewing to Leonard. <laughs> is what people should be saying. All right, let's go to CineFamily. And uh, the next interruption is Mean Girls. So you can listen to us watch the trailer. We barely get a word in because it's just a real fast-talking trailer. But I'm excited to interrupt Mean Girls at CineFamily on October 3rd because that, of course, is Mean Girls Day. And as always, people who don't know if it's pronounced Kevin Teague or Kevin Teig, like me... I've been seeing that guy in shit for years, uh, all the way back to the TV show Emergency, and I don't know how to pronounce it. I even saw him in a play once, I think. Kevin Teig. Kevin Teague. Anyway, I'm a shithead. Hey, 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 everybody! Thank you for coming. Wow, I got a lot of space up here. I really come around. They've done a little adjusting of the uh, seating here at the Cine Family, and. Uh, I don't know why. They tried to explain it to me, but it's complicated. Uh, it's complicated stuff I don't want to get into. Uh, does anybody recognize this gentleman whose picture is on the uh, screen right now? Yeah, that's a, his act, it's an actor named Kevin Teig, and uh, he was on the, I think he was on the popular program uh, Emergency, and he also was in a motion picture called Roadhouse. And, uh, you know, Cine Family is a uh, theater that, uh, you know, can show old movies like nobody's business. But when you book a new movie like Now You See Me Too, which I was very excited to interrupt tonight, um, sometimes uh, computers and uh, two computers not being able to c connect with each other, things like that, uh, I know, I don't understand it at all. But we cannot show Now You See Me Too tonight. But here's the crazy thing. We'll do. We'll interrupt that in a couple of uh, you know a, a few installments from now because I got a couple things planned for uh, October that I think you guys are gonna like. But then like around November or something, maybe even December, because it, this it'll be a Christmas treat. <laughs> we'll rebook and successfully show. Now you see me too. But. There's one movie that I've never interrupted in a family, but I interrupted in another city. I cheated on you guys, and I did an interruption in San Francisco of a motion picture called Roadhouse. And I am not shitting you when I say this is going to be more fun than what you thought was going to happen. Because if you've seen Roadhouse, you're a fan of Roadhouse, and if you haven't seen Roadhouse, you're about to become a fan of Roadhouse. Uh, and to help me interrupt the classic Roadhouse tonight, please give a big warm welcome to Matt Gorley, Paula Tompkins, and Ron Funchin.
Hey, fellas, I'm gonna stand way over here. Doug, is that you? Yeah, that's me over here. That's Paul F. Tompkins, everybody. Yay. He's the dapper man in the hat that you don't want to sit behind. lady is going to make her husband complain to the usher. <laughs> uh, Paul, how disappointed are you that now you see me too has, has disappeared? No, I'll have two minds about it. Talk us through it. <laughs> On the one hand, um, I, I was looking forward to seeing what they were going to do with a movie that should never have yeah. existed or how could there, how could there be more of that bullshit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, of course, you know, my grudge against it is they did not call the movie Now You Don't. Right. <laughs> Seems like it's simple enough, like, they probably lost millions on that. Yeah. <laughs> now you see me too. <laughs> At least throw in a Now You Don't after the colon. is a masterpiece of stupidity. <laughs> I, I'm pretty excited, actually. I'm, look, I'm excited, too. But I, Roadhouse is one of those movies that people, I think, have convinced themselves is a good movie. Or that it makes sense. You know what I mean? The first time I saw it, it was two dudes who loved the movie. And I thought, we're watching this ironically, right? And then I, I found out very quickly we were not watching it own. And there's one, there's one scene where, I, where something very dramatic happens and I burst out laughing. And my friends were saying, come on, come on! How, how would you play that? How would you play it? And I was like, you're right, he played it perfectly. Yeah. The best way to make love to a woman is to fuck her against a brick fireplace. It's, there's so many magical moments in this movie, and Patrick Swayze is, he sincerely, truly is a movie star who will commit to any craziness. Matt Gorley is here, everybody. First time. From the... From the Pistol Shrimps podcast. Listen to that. People love that shit. Well, that's on them. Okay. I saw the Pistol Shrimps movie, the documentary, uh, at a film festival recently, and uh, lo absolutely loved it. Uh, if you get a chance, where can people see it? It's on CISO or CISO something? CISO TV. Yeah, CISO. Uh, check out Pistol Shrimps, and you guys have a podcast also they can listen to. Do people listen to it like... Uh, it's not live, right? It's, it's not, live. yeah, because it's a podcast. So we'll put it out the next day. Right, it's another night of, right? Isn't it? Like right the night of. But it's oh, another okay. reason why it doesn't make any sense, because it's, it's a live play-by-play -play that we record live, but you listen later, and we don't know sports. So it just, there's no, I'm telling you, don't listen to it's it. A, well, it's, yeah, it's a commentary on the Pistol Shrimps uh, ladies basketball team. And yeah. they, uh, what, are they, what kind of words do they use that? Intramural or inner city? Or? Women's Rec League basketball. Women's Rec League. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the whole thing. The movie, and I assume the podcast is all uh, delightful, and uh, you guys should check it out. Roadhouse, how do you feel about the last minute switching? I, well, I feel like the, greatest, be okay? the greatest trick now you see me to ever play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Finally, that movie did something magical. <laughs> The greatest side hand, but I feel like Roadhouse has always been. We're Roadhouse now! Holy shit! How did they do that? Every screening this happened. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? Like, there's just a movie out there that if you go to it, you're seeing something else. They only made a poster for 1982. Right now, there's no evidence for the contrary. No, that's true. We're not going to prove tonight that there's a Now You See Me too. That's still up for grabs for this audience. <laughs> and Ron Funches is here, everybody. <laughs> Already super comfortable in his couch seat. Yeah. You barely even know he was there. <laughs> I feel like you're about to play video games. Uh, I would love to on this screen. Have you? <laughs> How do you feel about Roadhouse, Ron? I don't know anything about it. You've never seen Roadhouse? No, I feel like it falls into that area of movies that everybody assumes I've seen it, but then they are like, oh, like all my friends are like slightly older and white, and they just. Like, <laughs> I'm crawling through in my head, and there might be a black character in this movie. I don't think there is. Yeah. I think mean, Jeff Healy is as close as it gets. Yeah. There's a blind guy, so just settle for that. <laughs> the blind bluesman. So, that's the fucking diversity in Roadhouse. <laughs> Even the bear is white. And he is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you see the bear, Ron. You're gonna lose your mind. <laughs> this movie is so funny. Sort of intentionally, not intentionally. I don't know what's going on with this movie. Other than. It was directed by Rowdy Harrington, who all the best directors are former stuntmen. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. As a fan of Smokey and the Bandit oh, and Hooper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he made a few shitty ones too. But um, that's what we're gonna do, you guys. I don't know what else there is to say, except for instead of voting on next month, I've got a very special presentation that I've already just whoa, a little bit behind the curtain. Fun. City Family might have some of their fucked up trailers, but um, <laughs> but I definitely want to show you a trailer for the the next interruption that I have planned. For you know, again, from now on, when you come to an interruption, you'll be like, "What's it gonna be?" <laughs> they advertise this, but we'll see. It's a magical place. But uh, let's go ahead and roll what I would like to show on October 3rd. <laughs> Sounds a little loud. But it's October 3rd is Mean Girls Day, you guys. You're going to play it at this volume, right? Yeah. <laughs> also, try to project a lot of it off the screen. I got really interesting plans for this one. I plan, I plan just a random darkness every once in a while, where it kind of creates more of a like, it's more like you're watching prom night rather than Mean Girls, like, oh shit, the, they were in the gymnasium and now all the lights are off. It's romantic. <laughs> These couches are super romantic when, when you're sitting in them by yourself. We have a student with us. She just moved here. Here we go. Welcome. I'm from Michigan. 
Funny that he's played it. Do I talk singing on the screen game today? 